Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. It is late. It is probably like 9.40. Oh, there's the yawn. And it's a school night. (laughs) And it's a school night. But we had a busy day today. After I picked you up from school, what did we do? Callahan. We went straight out to see Callahan, our horse. And I saw a cat. I saw a cat that was black and white. Oh, nice little black and white cats on. And guess, tell everybody what else we saw. Oh, a horse. A new horse. And we're going to see if we can maybe... And it's two years old. Yeah, we're going to see if maybe we can be her new mom and dad, huh? Mm-hmm. And you can be his her Mom and dad? Well, like, I'd be the mom. Um, um, you would be the sister. Callahan would be the brother. And then Angram would be the dad. <laughs> That's a huge family. That's a cool family, huh? Yeah. But I have a big family. Yeah. I have two families. Mm Mm-hmm. A horse, an animal family, and a people family. Right? Yeah. Like, my people family is huge. Dude, I know we have a lot of family members. Okay. Ready to read? Yeah. Let's get through this, girl. (laughs) Okay. So, last time we left off, remember her room, and she looked, she had all different areas of her room, and we flipped to the page, and it was the doll page, remember? Okay. Ready? There were stiff wooden dolls. There were china dolls, small ones, smaller ones, and tiny ones. There was one doll that was really a rock dressed in clothes. Oh, where's that? Here, come over. You want to see? It's kind of hard to be over there, huh? I think those are the rock dressed in clothes. All the dolls were seated around a doll-sized blanket. Even the mushy baby dolls that couldn't sit, sit by themselves had been propped up with some blocks. In the middle of the blanket lie a Barbie doll. Wrapped in toilet paper, all the other dolls were watching her. Neat, Bean said, a mummy? Yeah, said Ivy. I'm going to build a pyramid to bury her in as soon as I figure out how. I know how, said Bean. Nancy (coughs) Nancy made one out of sugar cubes last year. I can't believe your parents let you draw the lines on your floor. It's only chalk, said Ivy. It comes off. I change the lines when I change the rooms for now. For now, I'm thinking about getting rid of the dressing room and making it into a kitchen. Is that one the dressing room? Asked Bean, pointing to the selection with a dresser of the f- in the folding screen. Yeah. I like the screen, said Bean. But a kitchen is a little bit boring. Maybe you could turn it into a science lab for making potions. The screen could protect your secrets. A lab, said Ivy, thinking. A witch's lab. That's a pretty good idea. Bean looked over at the table at the paint and glitter. What's that room called? That's my art studio, said Ivy. Cool, said Bean. Let's pick up and fix up your wand. In Ivy's art studio, there were plenty of sequins, jewels, and streamers, and pipe cleaners. First, they wrapped the wand, wrapped the wand with silver pipe cleaner. When Bean attached the streamers at the end, then... Ivy put stickers on it. Then Bean put plain glue on the top and dipped the jar in glitter. 
She stuck a big red jewel on top. The one dripped a little, but it looked much, much more like a magic, much, much more magic than it had before. Now, Bean said, when that was done, let's work on your robe. What's the matter with it? Asked Ivy. All the stars and moons are coming off. See? Bean pointed. It will look better if we draw them on the sparkly markers. Ivy looked embarrassed. I can't draw stars very well. I can, said Bean. I'll teach you. Bean showed Ivy how to draw dots for the star points, then connect the dots with lines. Ivy practiced on a paper. Um, practiced on paper for a while, but then they stretched out the bathrobe over a table and began to dr began drawing. Ivy's stars were a little bent, but they still had five points. Soon, the back of the robe was covered with silver stars and gold moons. Once that was done, Ivy got her face paint and Bean couldn't believe it. The set had 24 colors. Wow, let's do green stripes, said Bean, <coughs> or green dots. There were three different greens. No, witches only are green in movies, said Ivy. Real witches are just regular colored, but you got all this great face paint, said Bean. We've got to use it for something. Ivy thought, you can put black around my eyes. Okay, but aren't real witches kind of pale because they just mostly go out at night, said Bean. I guess, said Ivy. Kind of pale, but not green. My mom knew a guy who turned green. It was because he watched TV all the time, said Bean. But she could tell that she wasn't changing Ivy's mind. <clears throat> what if we did it all white with black around your eyes, she said, suggested. Yeah, Ivy nodded and a couple of blobs of red on my cheek for blood. Ooh, that is so good. Bean agreed, blood is good. So Bean carefully smeared white all over Ivy's face, except for her lips, when she drew red drops on her cheek. No, then she drew red drops on her cheek. They didn't really look like blood. They looked more like red tears, but that was a pretty scary thing too. Then Bean drew quick black, quick black lines around Ivy's eyes. Both girls thought that witches' hats were dorky, so they wrapped Ivy's head in a black scarf borrowed from her mother's dresser drawer. It looked almost like a long black hair. It looked almost like long black hair. Ivy stared at herself in the dressing mirror. Wow, she said, I look really strange. And she did. What do you think she looks like? Spooky, huh? Easy peasy. Now they are ready to begin. Ivy went to the bathroom section of her room and pulled a cardboard box from under her bed. Then she looked at Bean. This is part of a really... <sighs> this part is really secret, she said. I promise I won't tell anyone, said Bean. Ivy opened the box and took out a square thing wrapped in pink, silky cloth. It was a spell book. Bean thought a spell book would be mysterious looking with a magic sign on the cover or something. But this spell book was plain black. It was old though. Ivy said it was almost a hundred years old. The pages were yellowish. Where'd you get where did you get it? Bean whispered. My aunt gave it to me, said Ivy. Is she one? asked Bean. She says she isn't, said Ivy, but I'm not that sure. 
Ivy flipped through the book for the dancing spell. She read it to herself and then she whispered it, but so low that Beam couldn't hear. Beam didn't mind. Everyone knew that witches' spells were private, and for a few minutes, Ivy said, I got it. It's a pretty easy spell. The only thing we need is worms. Luckily, there are lots of worms in Bean's backyard. Tons! But now, they are going to have to sneak into Bean's yard and dig them up without Nancy saying. But also, luckily, Bean knew how to get into the yard by going through the door in the back, going through the other backyards on Pancake Court. Oops, smarty pants. One really gross, oh, 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 there was one really gross dog poopy yard, and then there was Miss Trance, who didn't like kids in her garden, and then there was a lot of climbing, but aside from that, Bean said it was easy peasy. Ivy put the black book in her backpack, and Bean tucked the one into her back pocket. It was still a little drippy, but there was nothing Bean could do about that. Carefully, they tiptoed down the stairs, and Ivy's mother was still working in her office. And they slipped past the door like quiet ants. Soon, they were moving quickly towards the back fence. Ivy, Ivy, being saw, did not know how to climb a fence. She just jumped at it, hoping that she would get to the top. Bean showed her how to find the little holes and the bumps to make it a ladder. Oh, that's cute. She's teaching them how to climb the fence. Okay, ready? Oh, God. Okay, so here's Ivy's house. Then they had to go through this backyard. Then the gross dog poop yard. And then the old lady's yard. And then somebody else. And then somebody else. And then... I think that's Bean. This might be Bean's house. I don't really know. Oh, that's cool, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's a cool backyard. Isn't it interesting to see what people's backyard looks like from up top? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they got to the top, Bean whispered, This is Ruby and Trevor's house. They have a good sandbox. The good news was that there was a gate on the other side of Ruby and Trevor's yard, and the bad news was that it led to the really gross dog poopy yard. Bean and Ivy walked on tippy-toes, but, but still Ivy stepped in some. Fester, the dog whose poop it was, came out to sniff. He was a nice dog. And he seemed sorry that this his yard was so disgusting. The next fence was low and easy, except for that wand fell out of Bean's back pocket, and she had to get it, get it back. Then came Jake the teenager's house. There was loud music with lots of bad words in it coming in from the garage. There was no way. There was no way Jake the teenager was ever going to hear them walking through the backyard. Miss Trance was next. Getting into her yard was no problem. Ivy and Bean climbed over the stone wall and dropped into her lawn. Everything in Miss Trance's yard was perfectly neat. Her tulips were lined up in rows. Her apple tree was tied so that the branches grew flat. Her bird bath had no birds in it. If Miss Trance sees us, she's going to get really mad, said Bean. Bean knew this garden. It was very long and there were no ways to get around it. So she's going to have to throw... Is she going to throw rocks at us? Asked Ivy. She looked a little scared. No, nah, she just talks, but it's worse than throwing rocks. Bean sighed. Maybe she's not home. Oh, she's home. 
But Miss Trans was home, and they were halfway across her perfect yard when she came outside and stood on her patio and glared at them. Bernice, she said in a high voice, come here. Bean took a few steps towards the patio. Closer, please, Bernice. It seems that we need to have another one of our little talks. Ivy came and stood beside Bean next to the patio. Who are you, said Miss Trance, frowning at Ivy with a white face. My name's Ivy, said Ivy. Well, Ivy, children are not allowed in my garden. Maybe you can teach your friend Bernice that. Miss Trance gave a short, dry laugh because Bernice does not seem to remember by herself. Do you, Bernice? I remember, said Trance, said Miss Trance, but it was just sort of an emergency, said Bean. I'm sorry. Usually when you say you're sorry, people say something nice back to you, but not Mrs. Trans. She said, I don't think you're sorry, Bernice. If you're sorry, you wouldn't keep coming into my garden when I have asked you not to. Do I need to call your mother again? She smiled in a very unfriendly way. Bean heard Ivy sucking her breath in and she's about to do something, thought Bean. I'm going to throw up, said Ivy loudly. Yuck, thought Bean, whirling around to see Ivy. Ivy looked at her gross looked at her and crossed one of her eyes a tiny bit. Bean looked closely at Ivy. Then she said, That's the emergency I was telling you about, Miss Trance. Miss Trance looked worried. Ivy burped and it sounded horrible. Miss Trance jumped back. Go, go home, run. That's what we are trying to do, Miss Trance, Bernice said, Bean said sweetly. She was having a good time watching Miss Trance's face. Go now, yelled Miss Trance. Ivy gagged. Miss Trance ran inside her house and looked at them through the window. She waggled her hand to shoo them away. We'll be going now, Miss Trance called Bean. She waved goodbye, and she and Ivy walked away. I gave one more disgusting burp just for fun. Or Ivy. Ivy gave one more disgusting burp just for fun. Bean tried to hold her laughs in, but they came through her nose. And they, then Ivy couldn't even tell her laughs in. Ivy couldn't even hold her laughs in either. It was a good thing they were in the next yard by then. It was really easy peasy after that. They went across Kalia's yard. Kalia was the high, was her high chair. Kalia was in her high chair in the kitchen window. She waved her spoon at Bean. Bean waved back and then she pushed her finger to her lips. Shh, she whispered. Finally, they came into Bean's backyard. Bean's backyard. You peek over. See if Nancy's there, said Bean. She might be in the yard looking for me. Ivy nodded and stood up. She could she could see over the fence. I don't see anyone. Then they're probably out looking for me, said Bean. She pictured her mom and Nancy with worried faces. I've been gone for a long time. Let's go get the worms, said Ivy, pulling herself through the fence. Bean's backyard was a big rectangle. There was a nice part with flowers and neat grass, and there was a messy part with lumpy, lumpy grass and a trampoline and a playhouse that Bean had since she was little. She could barely fit in it anymore. Ooh, they're getting lots of worms. There was stuff lying all over that messy part, like hula hoops, balls, <coughs> arrows, shovels, buckets, and broken stilt. Bean had really hurt herself that time. The worms were a little were in the worms were in the messy part, over next to the playhouse where the ground was wet. 
Ivy and Bean grabbed shovels and buckets and got to work. At first, there was a lot of mud. Then there was mud and a few worms. But the more they dug, the more worms they found. Six, ten, thirteen worms. The worms oozed and curled through the mud. Bean liked the way they were fat. Liked the way they were fat one second and stretched out skinny the next. She and Ivy dug deeper and deeper until they had made a big muddy pit in the ground. It was almost two feet across and water dribbled down the sides. The worms were squirming at the bottom of the pit, trying to get away. Bean felt a little sorry for them, but Ivy just picked them up and dumped them in the bucket. Bean thought of, Na of Nancy kicking and waggling as she began dumping them into the bucket too. How many do we need? asked Bean. The worms were piled up on top of one of each other in the bucket. Ivy looked. Only ten, but the more worms we have, the harder she'll dance. That's enough, said Bean. Poor worms. All right, said Ivy. She looked towards Bean's house. Let's go see if your sister's home. Okay, but we'd better sneak, said Bean. Bean's house was good for sneaking. Back at the porch, there, in the, at the back, there was a porch. If you crawled like a bug across the porch, you could look through a big window into the kitchen. The girls ran towards the bushes that grew next to Bean's porch and ducked down hiding. Quietly, they began to creep up the stairs that led to the porch. Very quietly, they crawled across the floor. And then Bean heard a sound. She froze. There it was again, a sob. It was, it was somebody crying. Bean listened. It sounded like Nancy. Bean put her hand on Ivy's arm and pointed to the window. They crawled in. They crawled to it and peered in like spies. Oh my gosh, her sister's crying. Interesting. There was Nancy. She was sitting at the kitchen table. She was all alone crying. Bean got a funny feeling. Nancy was usually bossy, so nosy, so sure she was right. It was weird to see her cry and all alone. Maybe she's crying because she thinks you're lost, whispered Ivy. That's kind of nice. Bean didn't answer. She had never thought she could make Nancy cry. Bean felt a lump in her throat. She remembered that Nancy let her snuggle into bed when she had bad dreams and the about the spooky man. Mm -hmm. She remembered that Nancy let her play with her glass animals sometimes because after she had broken the starfish, even after she had broken the starfish, she remembered that Nancy had once bought her a fairy coloring book with her own money. Bean looked at the tears rolling down Nancy's cheeks. Poor Nancy, Bean sniffed. Maybe she didn't want to. Maybe she didn't want to put a dancing spell on her sister after all. Nancy said something, but Bean couldn't hear it. But she was sure it was something about missing her. What said Bean's mother from coming from another room? Everybody has them. Nancy shouted. Everybody but me. I'm the only one that has to wait. She began to cry harder. Wait. Bean pressed her face against the window. Her mother's voice said. We've talked about this a million times. You can have them when you're 12. Even some some of stupid Bean's friends had them, yelled Nancy. Suddenly, Bean knew what Nancy was talking about. She's not talking about me. She's crying about getting her ears pierced, hissed Bean to Ivy. Bean got mad, really mad. She was even madder than she had been when Nancy tried to drag her out of that, drag her to the house. Bean was so mad that she forgot all about being sneaky, and she stood up and banged on the window with her fist. 
You're being, you're a big turkey shield. Nancy stared at them and jumped up. Hey, hey, mom, mom, Bean's back. Get in here, Bean's breath. What? Get in here, Bean breath. Oh, she said to Bean. She flashed out of the back door before Bean could even begin to run. In two seconds flat, she had Bean by the arm and was pulling her in the door. Just wait till mom gets a hold of you, she was saying. You're going to be so, so in so much trouble. Stop, yelled Ivy. She stood in front of Nancy, waving her wand in her face. I command you to free Bean. <laughs> the spell. Nancy stopped dragging Bean across the porch and looked at Ivy. Who are you? She asked. Ivy smiled and slitted her eyes. Looks like this. With her white face and her red drops, she looked very witchy. It matters not. Free my friend, she hissed. She's funny. Wow, thought Bean. She's really going for it. See? Do you see it? That's slivered her eyes. Nancy dropped Bean's arm and lifted one eyebrow, which is something she had just learned how to do and did all the time. What's that supposed to be? She asked in a snippy grown-up way, looking at Ivy's wand. Ivy shook her wand in Nancy's face. This is your doom, she said in a deep voice. It's a wand, said Bean. Looking back and forth between Ivy and Nancy, she was beginning to worry. Maybe Ivy was, was going for it too much. With older sisters, you have to be able to say that you never meant what you said. That you were kidding the whole time. Ivy doesn't seem to know that. Nancy snorted. It's a stick, she said. She looked at Ivy's robe and giggled. Nice bathrobe, too. You guys are complete and total dweebs. Uh-oh. Bean looked at Ivy. Her cheeks were red under that white paint, and her eyes glittered. She looked like she might cry. Suddenly, Bean was furious. Before, she had, had been mad, really mad. But now that Nancy was making fun of Ivy, and that made Bean furious. Without even stopping to think about it, Bean reached into the bucket that she was still carrying, got a big handful of pink worms. For a second, they squiggled in her hand, and then she threw them at Nancy's face. Some of them fell into Nancy's shirt. Some that got stuck in her hair. One landed in her eyebrow and wiggled there trying to find some dirt. Nancy was so surprised she froze. She just stood there with her mouth up, hanging open, staring at Bean. Calmly, Bean reached into the bucket again and got another handful of worms. She aimed better this time, and she got one in Nancy's mouth. Oh, Foo! The pink worm went flying as Nancy spit it out. There was a tiny moment of quiet, and then she opened her mouth wide and let out a giant scream. Bean and Ivy looked at each other and smiled. Whatever happens next, their eyes said, was worth it. And then they began to run. <laughs> that is funny. Nancy tore after them, still screaming, being zigzagging across the lawn because she knew it was harder to catch somebody who was zigzagging. Ivy zigzagged too, right behind Bean. Worms, worms, Nancy was screaming. She had lost her mind. Ah! Bean could hear her mother calling, What on earth? Girls, girls! Bean and Ivy ran through the trampoline with, uh, with Nancy close behind. They jumped over the hula hoops and, and the stilt and headed over the, for the trees. 
Nancy followed, still screaming. She was right behind them. She was so close she could almost grab the soft fold of Ivy's robe. And she was just about to get it. Help! Squeam, squealed Ivy. Bean gave a yank and pulled the robe in the nick of time. Ivy and Bean swerved for the playhouse. Maybe they could get inside before Nancy tackled them. Come on, Bean sailed together. Together they jumped over a worm pit and squeezed into the playhouse and slammed the door. Whoo, they said together. Then it happened. Nancy was still chasing them. She was running towards the playhouse and toward the worm pit, the big muddy worm pit. Bean and I knew it was there, but Nancy didn't, and she didn't see it. So she charged towards the playhouse, and whoops, her foot landed in the side of the muddy pit. Ivy and Bean looked out the playhouse window, and they saw Nancy sliding or skidding in the slimy edge hole. Back and forth, she wobbled, trying to keep her balance, and she kicked one foot out, and she waved her arms wildly. She kicked out her other foot, and she waved. She kicked. It was perfect. She's dancing, yelled Bean. The spell worked, yelled Ivy. And just for that moment, with a sloppy glup of mud, Nancy slipped and landed in the muddy goo at the bottom of the worm pit. It's funny. No dessert. No dessert, said Bean. The videos for... No videos for a week, but at least they didn't make me stay in my room. Ivy was sitting next to Bean on her front porch. It was almost dark. They watched the bugs flying around the streetlights. I don't think they're really that mad, said Ivy. <coughs> you don't? They seemed pretty mad. To, they seemed pretty mad. You don't? They had seemed pretty mad to Bean. They have to act mad, so they. it seems fair to your sister, Ivy said. But your mom had this teeny little smile on her face when she pulled Nancy out of the pit. She thought it was funny. Bean smiled too, remembering it was funny. It was great. Nancy said she's never gonna speak to either of us again. And then she took back the coloring book she gave me. Well, she never smoked to me before today, so it won't be any different for me. It'll be better for me, but I bet she doesn't stick to it, Bean yawned. It had been a big day and she turned to Ivy. Do you think the spell is what made her dance? Of course, Ivy sounded very sure. After a minute, she said, I didn't have time to say the spell, really. I just sort of thought it last second. Bean stared into the shadowy yard. Maybe that's what she didn't dance for a very long time because you only thought the spell instead of saying it. Next time, I'll say it. You're going to do it again? On who? Bean asked. I was thinking about that Miss Trance, said Ivy. Bean pictured Miss Trance kicking up her feet on the edge of the muddy pit. It would be a beautiful sight. Can you teach me to burp like that? asked Bean. Sure, said Ivy. Maybe I'll try something new on Miss Trance like a storm of grasshoppers. Is that one hard? No, but we have to start with a lot of grasshoppers, said Ivy. It seems like the spells have... Lots of bugs in them, said Bean. No, not all of them, said Ivy. Potions don't. Potions sounded like fun. Let's make a potion, said Bean. Okay, said Ivy. Tomorrow, we'll make potions. I know what, said Bean. Tomorrow, let's fix a lab in your room, and then we can make potions. She pictured a lab with shelves and little bottles. She and Ivy wore goggles. Ivy sat up straighter. Yeah, that'll be good. We'll dump the dressing room and get some shelves and shelves with little bottles and maybe a counter. Bean? 
Bean's mother came out into the front porch. There you are. It's almost bath time. Ivy, do you want me to walk you home? Okay, said Ivy. But Bean's mom sat down beside Bean and looked in at the sky, nighttime sky. You girls have certainly had a big day, haven't you? Bean leaned against her mother's arm. Tomorrow we're going to make a lab in Ivy's room. You are, said You are? Oh, no, she said, you are, are you? Said Bean's mom, what for? Potions, said Ivy. What kind of potions? Asked Bean's mom. Secret potions, said Ivy. There was a silence. Then Bean's mom said, no matches, no poison, no explosions, no deadly fumes, no bugging Nancy. Is that clear? Ivy and Bean looked at each other and rolled their eyes. Weren't you the one who was always telling me to play with her, said Bean. Wasn't all of this your idea in the first place? Bean's mother smiled at them in the dark. The light on Ivy's porch came on and Ivy's mom stepped out the door. She waved across the street. Time to come in, honey. Down the stairs and across the circle came came in the moonlight. Ivy stood up. So did Bean. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. And the day after that, Bean added in her mind. Ivy holding her mother's hand in the middle of the street. Oh, Ivy holding her mother's hand in the middle of the street turned around to look at Bean. And the day after that, she said, (gasps) she read her mind. So, um... Ivy said, or Bean said, see you tomorrow. And then Ivy said, see you tomorrow. And Bean said, in her mind. And the day after that, and then Ivy turned and said, and the day after that, she read her mind. She is a witch. Okay. You have to say, that is a darn tootin' cute book. What do you think? Good. Oh my gosh. She is a witch. Oh my, I love this series. Well, I think that we're going to read this series over and over again. What do you think? Ivy and Bean is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. All right, Queen. Night to the night night. You sleeping on the couch? Mm-hmm. You having a couch slump party? Don't worry. Say goodbye. Bye.